Hey, this is Jacob Bergai, lead pastor at Field Church, and I'm so glad you're joining us today to hear this message. You know, I'm reminded that the Word of God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I just believe that as you hear God's Word, that your faith is going to grow in every area of your life. Thank you for joining us, and for more information about Field Church, check us out, thefuelchurch.com. Have a great day. So what I'm going to share tonight is... You could call it Fasting 101. Uh, We're going to start and just kind of break down what fasting is and and how we fast and some different ways to to do that. And uh, we're going to go to God's Word. It says a lot about fasting. Imagine that. God's Word talks about fasting. Um, So we're going to go to His Word and and break it down. So I encourage you to take notes. I encourage you to be attentive to the Word tonight. Simply stated, fast, biblical fasting is refrain, refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Okay? Biblical fasting is refraining, I'll get the word out, don't worry, from food, there's a lot of, yeah, right in a row, for a spiritual purpose. I just believe that when you give God your first through fasting and prayer at the beginning of the year, you set the course for your entire year. First things first. Say that with me. First things first. So our, our main text will be found in Isaiah chapter, chapter 43, verse 19. Isaiah 43, 19. You'll see it there on the screens. If you don't have a Bible, you can check it out there. Coming out of the God's Word translation there. may read a little different than your Bible that you have. But it says this. I'm going to do something new. This is God speaking. It is. It, It is already happening. Someone say it's already happening. Then he asked the question, don't you recognize it? I will clear away in the desert and I will make rivers on dry land. Do you know that God has something new for your life this year? Do you know that God always has something new for you? He asked the question, he said, I want to do something new in your life and I got it prepared, but I need you to recognize it. I need you to recognize what I'm doing. He says, it's already happening. I'm already working on your behalf. Hit your neighbor and say, God is working on your behalf. You may not see it now, but God is working on your behalf. Come on now. Have you ever been through something in life that was real challenging? Come on. Have you ever been through a hard time when you were in that valley? And then you made it through that valley and you're standing on the mountaintop and then you see that God was working with you and for you the whole way through that valley. Come on now. You look back and you say, okay, I see why that happened. I see why I went through that, right? The hand of God was doing something in me. You see, most of the time, God has to do a work in you first before he does a work through you. See, 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 I hear a lot of people, I want to be in ministry or I want to be a part of the church and I want a role and I want a title. But God's got to do a work in you before he does a work through you. There's some character issues that he's got to work on in you before he can do a work through you. Amen. God said, I want to do something new in your life. He said, actually, it's already happening. Don't you recognize it? Don't you recognize it? He said, I'll clear a way in the desert. Have you ever felt like you were in a desert? Spiritually speaking, 
Have you ever felt like you were going through a dry season spiritually? I've been through many of them. Many of them as a Christ follower, as a pastor. There'll be times that I get up here and I'll just be like, I feel just spiritually dry like I'm in a desert, right? We all go through seasons like that. God says, I want to clear a way. I want to I wanna clear a way. Someone say, God's going to clear it up. God said, I'm going to clear up the uncertainty in your life. I, I, I'm going to clear up some things that have been hazy in your life. I, I'm going to do it. Who's going to do it? God's going to do it. God, God said, I'm going to do it. And he goes on to say, I will make rivers on dry land. I'll make rivers on dry land. This speaks of a refreshing. Jesus said about the Holy Spirit that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers or water represents the Spirit of God. God is saying, I will make rivers on dry land. The Spirit of God will begin to flow over the dryness of your life. Why do we go through dry seasons? Why do we go through dry season? I think we're going to answer that question here in a second. First thing I believe we need to understand is this. We are a triune being. Triune. God is triune. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One of our doctrines here is we believe in the Trinity. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And we are made in his image. Amen. Can we agree on that? And we are a triune being. Okay? We are a spirit. Someone say we are a spirit. We have a soul. And we live in a body. We are a spirit. We have a soul. And we live in a body. All three of those things want to run our lives. The body wants to run our life. The soul wants to run our life. And the spirit wants to run our life. All three of them. They're after us. Okay? So let's break it down a little more. The body, it connects us to ourselves. Okay? The body connects us to ourselves. It, the body wants to be fed. Okay? Right? The body wants not two slices of pizza, but it wants four. Amen? Not one bowl of cookie dough ice cream with caramel on top. Come on, somebody. With a melted chocolate chip cookie dough on the bottom of the bowl. Oh, Jesus. I'm eating that before Sunday, by the way. I'm just telling you right now. I'm eating it before Sunday. It doesn't want one bowl. It wants two. The body always wants to be fed, and the body feeds. It feeds on things, and it, it, it feeds on the carnal, on the fleshly appetites, and our bodies do need fed. We know that in order to live, we need to eat, right? So food is not evil. (laughs) Some people go off the edge when it comes to fasting and praying. I bind those spirits of food in Jesus' name. No, we're not binding anything. You need food to live. Don't be crazy. Someone said, well, I'm just going on a fast all year. Well, you're going to (laughs) die. Well, God told me to. No, he didn't. Shut your mouth. Go eat a Twinkie. Come on. God didn't tell you to not to eat all year. So our body connects us to ourself. It feeds on the lust and the greed, right, that it wants. Our soul, check this out, our soul connects us to others. So our body connects us to ourselves, and our soul connects us to others. You see this? 
Our soul connects us to others. Our soul is the mind, the will, the emotions. That's what our soul is made up of. So our our, our soul thrives on attention and affirmation, and our soul loves friendships, and our soul loves soulless ties, right? Our soul represents our thought life. So our soul connects us to others. But then our spirit, it connects us to God. So our body connects us to ourselves. Our soul connects us to others. And then our spirit connects us to who? God. So when we accept Christ, the Bible says we become a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. Come A new spirit he puts in us. A new spirit. A perfect spirit. Some will say a perfect spirit. But we aren't perfect because of the body and the soul. Did you hear me? We aren't perfect because of the body and the soul. The body with its fleshly desires. The body that always wants more and more. The soul who thrives on attention and affirmation. The soul that deals with the thoughts and the intents of our heart. It messes us up. Our spirit is perfect. Someone say it's perfect. It's perfect, but we're not perfect. Are you with me, class? Okay. All three of these want our attention. All three of them. Every single day, they are thriving to get our attention. They want us to feed them. All three of them. They want to be fed. The body wants to be fed. Three meals a day and two snacks in between. Come on, somebody. The soul wants to be fed. It wants to go flip through on social media and see how many likes it got. To see the affirmation. Right? Right. The, the soul, it wants to be fed. And then the spirit wants to be fed. It, it, it wants to be fed the word of God and the things of God. And it, it, it wants to grow as well. So all three of these want our attention. So how can we take control so that our spirit runs our lives through fasting and prayer. Through fasting and prayer. Listen, fasting disconnects us from the body and the soul and prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the body and soul and prayer connects us to God. Connects us to God. It makes us more in tune with what God was already saying in our life. And I said this on Sunday, we're not fasting and praying to move God's hand. Because God's already moved on our behalf. We're seeking God and we're fasting. We're abstaining from fleshly desires so that we can see the promises that are in his hand. The blessings that are already there that we couldn't see before because of the body and the soul. So when you open your word and you get in your devotionals and you're praying each day, guess what? Things are going to open up to you and you're going to say, oh my gosh, I never seen that before. Why? Because you're denying the body and the soul and you're feeding the spirit and God is going to be revealed to you in a whole new way. He said, I want to do a new thing. Don't you recognize it? He said, I want to do it. I, I, I want to bring a refreshing rivers over your desert. He said, I want to do it now. I got it prepared for you. And that's what fasting does. 
So it is our tradition here at Fuel Church to take the first month of the year, 21 days we take, to drown out these other voices that are competing and to enter into a season of fasting and prayer. You see the dates up there? We kick it off this Sunday and we go for 21 days. I understand there's a lot of new people here at our church, a lot of new Christians, and this may sound crazy to you and you may think, man, did I just join an occult? Are they going to sacrifice my kids next? Because if so, sign me up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's messed up. No, we're not in a cult, and we're not going to ask for your bank account numbers after the fast. And uh, we're not going to ask you to put your house on you know, the mortgage of this house or whatever you're thinking. Um, biblical fasting is found throughout the Word of God, and it's simply abstaining from food, abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. Amen? So we're going to take those 21 days, and that, that's, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to talk more about different fasts here in a second, but there'll be some prayer times that we have um, because you're going to find out you have a whole lot more time on your hands because the fork's not in your hand as much. The TV's not on, the the Facebook and things like that. And uh, so so, we want to join together corporately a few times throughout those three weeks, Tuesdays 6 to 6.30, Saturdays 10 to 10.30. And we'll join in, we'll meet right in here, and we'll have worship music on, and you can pray in whatever way you want to pray, sitting down, standing up, laying down. It really doesn't matter, amen? Just show up, and then at the end, we'll join together, and just, we'll say a prayer um, together, and and pray for some needs, and things like that. So, and then Saturdays, um, from 10 to 10.30 in the morning, Okay. All right, so let's look at a few keys to, success, to a successful fast. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? All right. Number one, you need to set your prayer objectives. Set your prayer objectives. James 4, James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3 says this, You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you have not asked God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I want to focus on the one part that says you do not have because you do not ask. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. We're not entering this time of prayer and fasting and asking God for a new Lamborghini. Amen? We're not asking for, for, for uh, something extravagant. Like, we're not asking to win the Powerball lottery, right? Like, God, I'm fasting for 21 days because I know you're going to give me the right numbers to win the Powerball. Right? That would be nice. And if you do win, we will accept your tithe. We've done it before and we'll do it again. That's the truth. Um, we're not asking God, hey, God, you know, could you hook me up with that gorgeous bombshell at work? <laughs> no, you're married. That doesn't work. Like, well, I, you know, God would give me the desires of my heart. <laughs> Come on. People will twist the word in crazy ways. Um, so, so, so what he's talking about is don't be selfish in your prayers. Now, God wants to bless you. Amen. How many believe that? God, I believe God wants to bless you. He don't want you to stay Paul no more. 
Amen. He don't want you to live in poverty. He is a God of increase. Amen. So he wants to give you those things, but that's not really why we're fasting for the things, right? That shouldn't be at the top of our priority. Okay. Maybe you're believing for a new house or you're, you're believing for something like that. And I think that's great. I, I think you should put that on the list. I don't know if it should be the top of the list. Amen. So James says, listen, when you ask, do not, uh, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. So let's make sure our motives are right here, right? But then at the beginning of the scripture, it says you have not because you ask not. So what is it that you're believing God to do in your life? You need to write it down. You need to write it down. Um, Here's a few prayer objectives that I wrote down. Um, How about we declare our dependence on God this year? How about we say, God, without you, I can't do it. How about we say, God, I depended on too many other things in 2016. My dependence was on friends. My dependence was on family or my spouse or my job or, or, or my kids or even my money. My dependence was on that. But I'm going to declare total dependence on you this year. How about, how about that be a prayer objective? What about if one of our prayer objectives was to ask for forgiveness towards someone? Who, who would that be for you? Maybe that's one of the things you're having trouble you know, forgiving someone. Maybe that's something that you'll have down. Maybe it's to refocus on the eternal. You know, we get so caught up in the external, don't we? December was a lot about the external, right? I mean, I know we're celebrating the birth of Christ, but let's just be honest. How many of you overate in December? I know I did, right? I mean, we overeat. We're focused on the external. We're getting gifts, and that's great. It's all external though. And very few of us really focused on the eternal of the season because we're so caught up in the commercialized side of Christmas. How about we take time and we focus on the eternal? We think about that there's a life after this life. How about we focus on the vision for this house that we may fill people with grace and hope? That is found only in Jesus Christ. How about, how about we focus on the eternal things that really matter, that really matter? Like souls. That, that really matters to God, right? It really matters. And uh, so we could, we, we could have that down as a prayer objective. What about inviting the presence of God into our lives? What if you said to man, God, I, during this fast, I want to experience your presence like never before. I want to experience it. I don't know about you, but there's nothing like the presence of God when he meets with you. Whether that's in your car driving, listening to worship, whether it's here when we worship, whether it's in your bedroom, whether it's when you're getting ready for work, you can have worship music on. And the presence of God, come on, how many know what I'm talking about? It just drops down. And you're like, okay, it just got thick up in here. The glory cloud is here. Huh? How how about you... Pray that God would invade you with his presence this year. There's no greater feeling than that. There's no drug that can give you a high like the presence of God. Huh? So, so what, what are you asking for? What, what are you asking God for? You have not because you ask not. What do you believe in God to do in your life? And there can be some natural things. But let, let, let's... Let's really have the spiritual things on the top of our list, right? 
That, that's the purpose of the fast, right? We're not fasting because we want a new car. We're fasting because we want a new heart. Come on. We're fasting because we want to have more of the fruits of the Spirit in our life in 2017 than we did last year. We're fasting because we live with our crazy husband. I had, I had too many amens on that. Then what are some things you're believing God to do? Some answers that you need met. What are some specific things? Maybe it's a restoration in a marriage. Maybe a restoration in finances or... I, I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe it's that you know, you're at a job and you just feel like it's a dead-end job and you're just believing God for something else. Maybe it's a career change. You feel like a stirring. And you're like, God, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to take some time in these 21 days to pray about this because maybe you got something else for me. I, I don't know what it is, but I just know let's, let's put it down. Amen? Let's literally get a piece of paper. Let's put it in our iPhones, in our notes or whatever, and let's put down some things that we're believing God to do. Amen? All right, number two, number two, let's decide what type of fasting we will do before you start, before you start it. Matthew chapter six, verse 16 and 18 says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, someone say, but when you fast. Put oil on your head, wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Notice this part of the text. It says, when you fast. Not if. It says, when you fast. Okay? When you fast. It, it, it's really part of the Christian life. If you, if, you, if you see the word of God, we don't have time today, but I'm going to give you some resources on Sunday that you can study through. Jensen Franklin just got a plethora of resources that are just awesome that will help you during your fast, but it's all throughout the Bible. So it says when you fast, just like when you serve, just like when you give, when you worship, when you fast. It's part of the Christian life. I believe you can live a fasted lifestyle. There are seasons throughout, even after this 21-day fast, that I'll just feel that spiritual dryness, and I'll say, you know what, babe, I'm going to fast for a day. I'm not going to eat, or I'm not going to eat a cheeseburger today. (laughs) How many love cheeseburgers? Come on now. Eat them before Saturday. Um, So the Holy Spirit will lead you. Notice what the scripture says. It says, don't be, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. They disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. You can receive your reward from people or you can receive your reward from God. Do you see it? Do you see it? See, he's saying, that, he's saying these hypocrites, they walk around and their face is all sunken in. Their hair's all messed up. They ain't put lotion on in 20 days. Come on now. They're walking around and they're looking all malnourished. Jesus is like, don't do that. You're drawing attention to yourself. The attention isn't to be drawn to yourself. Huh? He said, listen, go put some lotion on. Wash your face. 
please shower during the 21-day fast. Don't come to me and say, I'm fasting showering. That is not biblical right there. It says it. Dear God. Come on. He says, don't, don't do that. Don't walk around acting like you're spiritual because you're fasting. He says, when you do that, you get re- your reward, but it's from people, not from God. You don't have to shout it from the mountaintop. There may be a few key people that you do need to tell what you're doing, right? Like I had to tell my mom what kind of fast I'm doing because mama cooks, right? But I don't need to put it all over Facebook. Whatever fast the Holy Spirit tells you to do, do it. Tell your spouse, tell the people that need to know that maybe you're making the meals in your house, okay? But you don't need to shout it from the mountaintops, right? He says, he says, don't be so obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He'll reward you. He'll reward you. Someone say, he'll reward me. You see, all of us are really good at manipulating people around us to force them to ask us questions so that we can prove to them how spiritual we are. Did you hear that? Oh, you didn't hear that? All of us are really good to manipulate people around us to force them to ask us questions so we can show how spiritual we are to them. Yeah. So, 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 so you're at work and you're sitting there and everybody's going out to eat and, and, and you say, no, thanks. I'm just humbly fasting. <laughs> yeah. You're really humbly fasting there. You just made all these non-Christians look at you like you are crazy. They will never visit fuel church. Okay. Just a no, thanks would have been fine. But because you think that you're at another spiritual level, because let me tell you what's going to happen. What's, what, for those of you, this is new. You're going to be on a spiritual high. If you've never done it before, you're going to feel something you've never felt before. Trust me. Your spirit comes alive because you're feeding it and you're denying the body and the soul. And so it comes alive. So the word of God and revelation is going to be coming and God's going to be speaking to you and you're going to be on this spiritual high. So if you're not careful, you're around other unbelievers and maybe even believers and you try to act like you're some spiritual being now because you're fasting don't do it amen don't do it you don't need to be going around telling everybody you're fasting so what are some different types of fasting well we can do a total fast which is just some people just do water or juice um, for 21 days I've never done that for 21 days. I have friends that have, but I've never done that. Um, There's a juice fast where you just do juices for those 21 days. There's a Daniel fast in the Bible. All these fasts are found in the Bible. I'm going to give you the resources on Sunday. You can check it out. Um, There's a Daniel fast. When Daniel fasted, he cut out meats and sweets. He just ate fruits and veggies. Okay? So these are the type of fast that we can do for our body. Someone say our body. And then we have a soul fast. Someone say a soul fast. Soul fast consists of maybe going off social media, right? You won't see me for 21 days, right? Because I get in that habit. My thumb, man, he's like buff. You know what I'm saying? Some of you know what I'm saying. So maybe it's going off Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever your choice of social media is. 
Maybe it's turning off the TV, going on the internet. I don't know. What is it that your soul loves to feed on? Okay? That's what you cut out. So you have the body fast, which deals with food. You have the soul fast. Okay? Two different types of things here. And I I think you have to kind of do a mixture of both, right? Let's just be honest. If you're going to say, man, I'm just, I'm going to cut out sweets, but I'm going to watch TV for five hours a day. How many know your spirit ain't going to get fed doing that? No, you replace the time that you'd be watching TV and going on social media and eating. You replace that with spiritual things. So you're reading a book, get a book, get a devotional, right? I mean, nowadays you, you, you can find so much preaching and teaching and, and all kinds of stuff to stay fed during those 21 days. The key to fasting is disciplining your flesh. The key to fasting is disciplining your flesh. Your flesh is going to scream at you for 21 days. It's going to hate you. Your body and your soul are going to hate you. Your spirit is going to be doing Holy Ghost calisthenic jumping jacks like crazy, saying, this is awesome. I feel like Rocky. Come on now. That's what your spirit's going to do. It's going to be built up. It's going to have some huge bulging muscles. Amen? That's what's going to happen. The last thing, and I'm out of your way tonight. Third thing we got to learn is that fasting puts to death the flesh. Romans 8, 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. And I think if we were to be honest in church tonight and say, we all have some fleshly tendencies that we could put to rest. We all have some fleshly things, some bad attitudes that need to be crucified. Some wrong thinking, some wrong perceptions of other people, some hurts, hangups, and habits of the flesh that we could get rid of in this new year. Fasting is going to help you on that. Why? Because you're denying the body, you're denying the soul, and you're feeding the spirit. The spirit, man, becomes alive again. Comes alive again. You know, for those who come on Sundays and kind of think that's my spiritual feeding, that's really not enough. That's really not enough. I mean, it's like you're giving your spirit a little snack. Like a little graham cracker. Here you go, spirit. I'll feed you on Sunday. I'll get in the presence of God and I'll worship and I'll hear the word and I'll give you a little snack. But I'm not feeding you again until next Sunday. Then our body and our soul is fed all the time. It's all jazzed up. And we wonder why we have these fleshly tendencies. Is this okay today or no? You don't like it. Let's cancel the fast. Forget it. Someone in their mind said, let's do it, amen. <laughs> Somebody was ready to give an offering rather than fast. I knew it. I knew it. We want to buy this property right here. You want to just take up an offering, buy the property, and not fast for 21 days? Who, who's in? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So fasting denies the flesh. Your flesh is going to hate it. You're going to get headaches. Why? Because you're used to putting those foods in your mouth. You're used, you're used to doing it. And, and let me just say this as, as I wrap it up. It's only 8.06, so don't get nervous. The purpose isn't to do as little as you can to say you did something. 
So if you hate chocolate, why are you going to go on a chocolate fast? It really doesn't make sense. Right? Well, I'm fasting eating out. But you don't eat out anyway. So why would you fast it? I'm fasting cheeseburgers. Well, you don't like cheeseburgers. Well, I'm fasting pizza. You don't even like it. The purpose is to deny your flesh. So you got to ask yourself, what are the top five things you love to eat? Think about them right now. Pizza. From, I'm speaking to me. Pizza. Number two is pizza. Number three is cookie dough ice cream. Come on now. Cookie dough right out of the roll is number four. <laughs> I mean, pizza and cookie dough. That's it for me. Chips, barbecue chips, mom said. Coffee. Coffee. I'm not fasting coffee. I'm going to tell you right now up in here, I'm going to be an honest preacher and tell you I am not fasting coffee. Don't judge me. We'll still have coffee, mom said. It'll still be here. For those of you who are fasting, we're praying for you extra hard. But what are those top five things that you love, that your flesh loves, that your, that your body loves? And then what are the top five things that your soul loves? What is it when you get off of work, you've had a long day, you've worked eight, ten hours, and you're like, okay, soul, let me feed you. Okay, body, let me. What are those top five things? Because those are some of the things that you need to fast, right? Right. My son, he said, I said, son, what are you going to fast? Because we have our kids doing it. They're not going on full fast or anything like that. He said, Dad, I'm going to fast broccoli. I said, son, you hate broccoli. He goes, that's the point. I said, you are wrong.com, bro. You are wrong. And let me just say this. Let me say this as we wrap up. If you're on medicine, please consult with your doctor first before you do any kind of fast. Okay? Don't say, oh, the preacher said, I got to fast, so you know what? My medication says I got to take something with it, but I'm not doing it. Don't do that. That's foolishness. Consult with your doctor first. Amen? If you're on medication, continue to take your medication, whatever it may be. And if it says you got to take with food, then you take it with food. But maybe with different foods. Amen? So let's be wise about this, right? Let's be wise about it. And let's find some things in our life. We can all find them. And, and we can put our flesh, our body, and our soul to death and let our spirit man come alive. Stand with me. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me. Jesus name. It's simple as that. And uh, I encourage you find a good local church. If, if you can get to fuel church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things in the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God until next time. God bless you. Have a great week.